What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? It's your boy, Calvin, a new trader. Ladies and gentlemen, today we have a special guest joining us virtually today. He goes by the name of Joseph Caruso. And let me tell you something about this brother. Already, he's giving me chills. Number one, um, the biggest thing for me is that he is a husband and father first before anything else. And I love that. And today he's going to talk about, for all my men out there, that you want to do this skill, but you're struggling with finding that balance between your wife and your family, and you're struggling to find times to trade, and you're struggling in your trading, and you're wondering, how am I ever going to make this work with all these commitments and this weight that's on my shoulder? Joseph is going to drop some good things on us today. What's up, Joseph? What's going on, man? Oh, it is a great day to be alive. You know, the sun is shining, all is well. We're above ground. You know what I mean? There's a lot of people who have it worse. I really can't complain. Yes, my brother. You are absolutely right. I do want to start off because you did mention that you are recently out of recovery. Um, what was going on in your life that made you lean over to substances or alcohol or whatever your uh, desires were back then? What was happening in life? Were there just areas where you just felt incomplete? What drove you in that area? It's so funny how this ties into trading because I really struggled almost up until I found out about trading. And that was also part of the mindset that helped me get out of it. Going into it, it was from the, about the ages of 16 to probably 25. So about nine, 10 years that I struggled with substance abuse, starting off with you know alcohol and weed as a kid, and then it just progressing into full-blown heroin addiction. There were periods of time where I was addicted to meth. I mean, I basically was doing um, anything. And it was, I could definitely say that I felt incomplete in the sense that I felt I didn't fit in. I had an aspect where on the inside, I was never really comfortable in my own skin. I didn't know what I ever, you know, in high school, didn't know what I wanted to do when I got older. So I didn't go to college, didn't hang around the best crowd of people. Um, and as I got older, I didn't have the greatest relationship with my parents. Um, so in, in my eyes, there really wasn't anything too great going on in my life. And so I struggled really hard. You know, there were, I had been in, incarcerated for almost a year um, at one point. Um, coming out of that, that was about when I was 25. Um, then I met my one, who's my wife today. Um, and I got sober right after our first child was born. So right now I have a four-year-old, a two-year-old, and a three-year-old. <laughs> I literally have, yeah, I had to think about that for a minute. Yeah, we basically had kids back-to-back, -back and I discovered trading in about 2020. So everything kind of happened at the same time. I started to have kids, um, found out about trading. Of course, we kept those kids rolling, and then I was struggling to stay sober at that time, where previously in my life, um, when I didn't have a relationship, I didn't have goals to try to hit. Uh, that was really where I struggled. You know, I did really feel like my life was falling apart and there was nothing really to hold it together where the personal relationships that I lacked in my life, I found with my wife, with my children that really started to give me purpose and trading. I saw that as a potential to, this is what I had been looking for my whole life. You know, I was chasing the adrenaline in the wrong places and I realized that I did have a really good sense of focus as far as when I really wanted something, I did what I had to do to get it. Um, and once I was able to direct it towards something positive, you know, I really haven't struggled too much the last couple of years as far as the desire to use going away. Um, 
But yeah, having that drive, having kids, having a family, and then having something to focus on and a goal to really strive for where it wasn't, it was much bigger than myself. You know, as I got sober, I was a member of, you know, Alcoholics Anonymous, where we really try to help other people that are struggling, um, finding spirituality in my life. Uh, it all kind of came together and where now I have such a, such a sense of purpose and I do things for so much more than just myself. You know, whether it's my family or we have a community of almost 600 people on Discord um, in Traders Society Academy. So that's that's run by me and Derek Vandalinder. I was basically a student turned mentor and then we formed a group together. Uh, but that's what I mean is like it, it became so much bigger than myself and I had more to more people to answer to. If that made sense, like a lot of people to let down if I was to do something wrong. But yeah, I definitely came from some a pretty dark past. <laughs> First of all, congratulations. And we spoke about that before we started, but definitely congratulations. And it seems like to me, man, that you were just bored, bro. You had a lot of time yeah, on your yeah. hands <laughs> and you were bored because it seems like, man, just listening to what you share. Of course, that was just a quick summary, but just listen to what you have shared, man. When your wife came into your life and you just had somebody that was depending on you and man, that first baby dropped, you guys just got busy, man. <laughs> you, guys, yeah. you know, there was a plan in place, whether it was a written plan or an un, you know, written plan or, or, or a unknown plan but things just started moving and you just you found trading and it just seems like things just kind of just started moving in your favor now you're a mentor you're doing all these things so thank you for sharing that with us and if there's anybody that may be struggling with some addictions right now and maybe it's not substance abuse maybe you just don't like yourself and you have a habit of you know criticizing yourself or just having negative thoughts about yourself and that you'll never do something or that you'll never be successful at something what advice would you give to that person that's maybe dealing with that whether it's substance abuse or just hating themselves at this moment yeah for sure i would look at you know because of course part of my the way things work for me i wouldn't say like you have to go out and do anything you can to find a wife or a husband you know, like that, if it happens, it happens. Um, the bigger part, I would say, is finding that purpose and realizing that your life can be much more than what it is now and that there's a much greater purpose to to serve, I would say, in a, and definitely in a spiritual aspect than just doing something for ourselves. Um, when I look at problems that I struggled with in the past, you know, once you overcome those, it's hard to see in the moment, but you can still get a glimmer of hope that, hey, if I overcome these issues who knows whose life I might be able to save that could be going through the same thing. Um, and as difficult as that could be, it, it does remain so true that there are other people that are, that could, you know, for example, other people that are struggling with what I'm struggling with. Um, and maybe one day people could look up to me and I can help other people. So I need to find a way out of this. So that way my life can improve. And then I would love to be able to help other people. You know, that's part of the mindset that I, I had when I was struggling is like, man, it must be great to actually find a way to get through this and then also be able to help other people. And for me, it was that drive. Like you said, almost being, yeah, like being bored is, is like the, the overview way to put it together. But it was a sense of, yeah, like I had no idea what to do. I didn't like myself. I didn't like where I was going. I didn't like the jobs I was working. Uh, once I had a felony on my record, it was like, warehouses, factories. Um, my last nine to five was a, a job at Amazon as an Amazon driver. 
but I, you know, like there, it's hard to be fully content with a job where you're making, you know, $15, $20 an hour and the thoughts of even having a family, like how on earth am I going to buy a house? How on earth am I going to support the family? So finding something that you really love. And for me, I just so happened to fall, not just, you know, it wasn't just the time, freedom and the money. Once I started to look at charts and trading, I really fell in love with the whole aspect of it. But I know a lot of people that can view trading and financial markets as a means, as a vehicle to take them where they want to go and be able to pursue other dreams that they have. Because if you can manage the, you know, financials is a huge aspect of why people are stuck at a job they don't like or stuck in a certain situation. But if you can really find a way out, you know, especially as an when you start to become entrepreneur minded, where opening a business, trading, there really is a way, you know, you could say, quote unquote, to escape the the matrix, the nine to five, the ordinary life, whatever term you want to use, um, that you don't have to be stuck in that cycle. And I like listening to TED Talks and look, listening to people that were successful entrepreneurs and kind of seeing how these a lot of these people came from nothing. A lot of these guys that made it, you know, not yet. Not everyone was a trust fund child. A lot of people, they struggled and they got tired of the struggle. And they started to look for a way out. So there's always a way out, you know, of any issue that you're facing, whether it's financial, spiritual, um, physical, whatever it is that's going on. Like you don't like the way you look, you're out of shape. There's always a solution. You know, I feel that just another also putting it into trading as well is like when I wasn't profitable, you know, in order for me to make the changes that I had to make, I was basically doing the wrong things um, until I got fed up with the uh, with the outcome. You know, yeah. once I got burned enough times by making the same mistake, I started to say, you know what, I have to change the way I'm doing things. Same thing with addiction, right? It was like I kept going to rehab for the same thing over and over and I wouldn't make changes in my life. And until I really got fed up like this process will continue on and on year after year unless you do something about it yeah i totally agree man so we're gonna start getting into trading now but i definitely wanted to share some inspiration and some motivation to anybody that may be feeling that way because me personally i've never dealt with substance abuse but like you said and we both agree the root of that is just that discontentment with yourself and so you look for those quick fixes and i've definitely dealt with that i've been in a place you know, Joseph, where just, man, I just didn't know what my life was going to amount to. And seeing my wife, she's the more career oriented person. She went to school, got the bachelor's, got the master's. And, you know, when you go to school and you get those degrees, you have a career path that's set ahead of you. You're right. And so you just follow the chain of command and you end up at your desired career making what you want to make. And so for me, I just saw that. I'm like, man, that's not me. I'm not the school guy. I'm not the test taker. Uh, what am I going to do in my life? You know, and I was a struggling entrepreneur. And, and this was years before I got introduced to trading. And man, I felt low and I started to eat a lot and I started to just fill my body with trash, junk, you know, junk food and fast food and not working out and just really just being just isolating myself from the people that know me best. And that's just not my character. When you get to know me, you just know that I'm always talking to people, always outgoing. And so I definitely relate with that. And I wanted you to touch on that in the beginning, because I think that in trading, because this is such a lonely endeavor that we start, it's very easily to fall into that depression when you're trying to figure things out. So thank you for that. Now, as we get into trading, um, 
I want to start here. When things started moving in the right direction and you met your wife and then you guys get engaged or you guys get married, what did she do for you, bro? What, like, describe the type of person your wife is and what she brought into your life that started to just open up just your mind to how great you can actually be and the man that you can become, if you don't mind sharing that. Yeah, yeah, no problem. Um, it's funny because a lot of times people would say that like a great man kind of needs a, a great woman to compliment and complete him. And I never really understood what that meant, you know, because for a period of life, especially while I was struggling in addiction, like I was hardly in any relationships. So some stuff didn't click until I really met the right person. So like when I had met her, I really saw how our personalities complemented each other almost where one of us lacked in one area, not, I don't even want to use lacked as it, but was not as strong. The other person was strong in. So there were areas where she liked to do something that I really didn't like to do as much. I like to do something that she didn't really. So we almost in a, in a very literal sense, were able to complete each other with the way our lives were when it came to work, when it came to um, things with the kids, uh, house chores, things around the house. It was very, and of course, you know, that was a little bit after we moved into each other, but meeting her, I, I definitely knew within the first couple months because she got pregnant with our first child within the first three or four months of us knowing each other. And then the next three years after that, we had another couple of kids. My man got um, busy right away. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I would say there was a real sense of, you know, I met her, I was 25, I think she was 21, but I knew I had been through enough uh, in my life. I felt that I really had wanted to settle down and the aspect of kids was always appealing to me. Um, so really, I really knew that that was, that was going to be it. Like I met her and, you know, some people say, how can you know that you love someone or how can you love, fall in love that fast and know that's what you want? And I really feel like unless you're in the situation um, and you can, some people are harder to read than others. She's definitely more of an open book than I was wow. where I was really able to see what raw, what emotion was raw and that there was nothing fabricated. So I really liked that aspect of her as far as she was very open, honest. She's very bad at lying and holding me and like trying to act the way that she doesn't feel like it really doesn't work. So I really like that because I'm the type of person that, um, has a hard time, I guess, uh, really trusting people. So this is where that compliment comes in, where if she was somebody who would have been a little sneakier about things, um, not even necessarily in a bad, but when, of course, when you first meet somebody, you try to like gas yourself up and sit. From day one, she was very honest, open, and I was able to see that. So I feel like even me, who might have had a sense of trust issues, and even her having, we were both very open book with each other. Mm. So it was almost like, the exact type of person that we would have needed to be with to be happy was we met and was like, this is that person. <laughs> Man, that's awesome. That is so awesome, bro. And I can relate. I could definitely relate. Cause I'm, I'm similar to your wife, bro. I'm just like, if I feel a certain way about something, I have to, sh like, I can't fake it. My, my body is going to show how I feel inside. And so that's how my wife knows when she asks something like, you, you know, you okay? Or like, what do you think about this? She knows that if I'm acting a certain way, she know, I, I just can't hide it. You know, I can't lie. So, um, that's definitely a great 
thing to have, especially when you're a person that you look for that loyalty. So let's talk about trading, man. So as we discuss, trading and being profitable is something that's fairly new to you. Um, so this is really just taking place within the last year, year and a half for you, um, which is perfect that you're on this podcast because you can really relate to a lot of the struggles that we new beginner and developing traders we face as we're working that process to that consistent profitability over time. And one of the things that is amazing about um, having you here is because you used to actually listen to this podcast when you actually <laughs> were going through your learning phase and, you know, just trying to figure some things out. So just talk to me about how you got introduced to trading. Okay. So yeah, it was, uh, it was right in, a little after 2020, right with the pandemic. I know this is also a time period. A lot of people got into financial markets. It all started with a couple months after the pandemic, my brother was trading stocks. And at that time, it was almost, you could have bought any stock and in three months, you would have made money. I mean, at that point, a couple months into the pandemic, everything crashed. So, I mean, I started trading almost right away, um, following kind of what my brother was doing. Like, oh, Royal Caribbean is down 80%. All right, we'll buy some shares. A couple months went by. I was like, all right, I made 100%. Um, I started to see that. But with stocks, a pandemic doesn't happen every day. You know what I mean? Or every couple months. It's like that was a, a once in every 15, 20 year. You'd be lucky if something like that even happens again. It's much slower of a growth. So I saw the potential that financial markets had from the pandemic and even from dabbling in crypto. Again, where I just bought a couple months went by, things were shooting through the roof. Um, and then from there, I started trading uh, a bit of crypto, a bit of stocks. And I had a buddy that was with, um, I am Mastery Academy, which used to be called IML. And that was how I learned more about Forex. Uh, but again, that's an MLM. So it's a lot of people aren't huge that are not a people, not a lot of people that are a part of it were huge on trading. They really were trying to get you to get more people to sign up. So when I was with them for about three to six months, I was more involved with binary options, which I almost advise if you're caught up in the binary option market, like find out about traditional Forex and transition because I had a lot of bad experiences with brokers where I legitimately made money and just didn't get paid out. They just never answered the pay payout email. They never took the money out of the account. I was sitting there week after week trying to email them. Um, so a lot of those brokers that are from the Grenadines, the Marshall Islands, uh, places that you really never heard of, you want to stay away from. <laughs> Man, I think so the I, thing with with like binary and why it was so popular, especially in the MLM space, because it was the perfect product. You could get people on a Zoom <laughs> call. You can literally get them set up with an account before the Zoom call, and you could literally show them how you can mint, like make money in a few minutes. So it was the perfect selling opportunity and i think that's why a lot of mlms went with binary because it was the perfect opportunity with forex you couldn't do that you know you it was just impossible like maybe one time you did a zoom call you got lucky and there was a market movement you know what i mean but you know it, it just wasn't gonna happen so i just think that caught a lot of people up in that and it's just not yeah yeah bro but continue i'm sorry i just want to throw that in there yeah, no, it's 100% true. I mean, thank God I was so hungry for what the markets had to hold that I didn't let the bad experiences I had with binary and those brokers hold me back. All it did was make me want to find out how to do this for real even more. 
I was like, all right, if I've been doing it wrong, because uh, like you said, that method, it's almost a, if it looks too good to be true. If somebody says you don't even have to know what you're trading, you hop on a call with me in one hour, we'll make money like that's I'm sorry, <laughs> financial markets. You got to know a bit more than that. So it was definitely too good to be true. So uh, that was I was still part of IML or iMarkets. Uh, I am Mastery Academy. Um, I just transitioned out of the binary to their traditional Forex where I started to get a taste of it. Again, a lot of the teachers that they had there weren't the greatest, I would say. I'm not trying to talk bad about certain, but they didn't really go into it too much. Um, but it got me introduced to it. And then from there, I started to branch out on YouTube. And you know, even on Spotify, I came across Calvin's podcast, uh, Trading Nut, and uh, the other one was Desire to Trade. Um, those were like the three podcasts I remember at work I would listen to all the time. Um, and, and I started to mess around with prop firms at that time. So it started to grow. And I definitely was caught up in, as you can see, my journey was definitely drawn out where, you know, I caught caught up in some wrong areas that yeah, I didn't really progress too much. But once I got into the YouTube space and listening to some of these podcasts, I started to connect the dots with the things that everybody had in common, because there were certain things where you hear once, you never hear again. But I started to put together some stuff and I tried messing around. So at this point, nowhere near consistent, not really anywhere near profitable. But I was starting to get hungry for the markets um, and I wasn't willing to give up. You know, I came in, then I started to come across the bigger influencers that are on Instagram. I started to come across Q Banks' uh, stuff and James Storm's some of these bigger names in the industry and trying to trying to latch on to something, you know, somebody, something that was really doing this. Thank God. One of the best places I ever came across was baby pips. Wow. As far as getting your general knowledge about Forex. Now, almost everyone I come across, if they want to know something about, if they don't know about Forex, one of the first places I tell them to go is babypips.com. Go through their education. Cause they are one of the few places that is, a one-stop shop where they have pretty much full outlined everything you need to know about the topic from how the brokers work, what markets are you trading, what moves the markets. Um, then they go into strategy. They have so much on their website and it's free. Again, you find some of the best stuff out there for free. Uh, so from there, again, not consistent, not profitable. I was probably a year, a year and a half into trading. Um, started to go through the cycle of getting prop firm challenges and losing them, getting them, losing them. It wasn't until FX Summit of last year, the event that's in Miami. Yes, sir. I went there last year. Or I was there this year too, but when I went there bro, last year. why didn't year, we run into each other, bro? Crazy I had a booth we... and everything. That's you did? Oh, my <laughs> yeah. goodness, bro. There so, were so many people there. It, it, it was, was a definitely. Big, big event. Yeah, bro. It was definitely a phenomenal event, but continue. But yeah, man, I wish we could have ran into each other, bro. <laughs> I know. must have walked right by each other. I might not I even know. I bet you it that's happened, crazy. bro. I bet you that happened. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. That is funny. Um, yeah, last year I went there with an open mind because um, that was really where my turning point happened. I went there with the mindset of I'm going to soak up everything I can. I'm going to talk to all these guys that I've seen on Instagram and seen their YouTube and pick one. I need to find somebody, latch on to them. You know, I realized at that point I needed some direction and guidance. So I went there. I basically had a conversation with all of the big names that I was mentioning before and even more of them. Um, and I was where I met Derek Vandalinder. 
who I had no idea who he was. He was one of the few people that was there that I had no idea who he was. And that was where we had conversations about, he was telling me about indicators and most people at that time weren't using any indicators. So already it started to catch my attention that this guy was doing something different. He also had a very sense of, a sense of humility that a lot of the other guys didn't have. Um, he wasn't arrogant in a sense. He was very, I have a, you know, telling me he has a free course on YouTube um, that his trading, you know, he has a 90, 95% win rate. And I was like, is this can this good? really be as, as good? Yeah. <laughs> and it's crazy how the free information is always the best. Like baby pips is free. It'll give you the best. Derek's course on YouTube, not just my opinion, but from other people I've heard who have paid money for courses, he goes so in depth in that free it's still free on youtube if you look them up it's still uh it was definitely the best course as far as an actual trading strategy that has a defined entrance a defined entry defined exit place to put your where do you put your stop uh where do you take partials where do you protect your position by moving it to break even these were concepts i never heard um uh using moving averages and bollinger bands the tdi all again all stuff that was new to me but it was everything i needed because from the moment I met him, uh, the same day of FX Summit, I was already on that course, going through the videos, DMing him on Instagram. So literally from that moment on, we were in touch constantly um, as I was – my, my uh, routine was basically I woke up in the morning. I live traded in the morning. Um, I would work at Amazon for about 10 hours a day, four days a week. I would come home, do my dad duties, husband duties, like cook. Um, you know, help put the kids to bed. And then I'd be back on the on the computer back testing, going through his videos. And this was like a six month cycle of me putting in back testing, time back testing, the effort, some sleepless nights. Like I was really putting in the work um, for months, you know, before I really started to see results. But by the time I was about six months in to his strategy, so I would say six months into practicing a specific strategy with a specific mentor, yes. it really started to click. It took about, like I said, within six, less than a year of getting that solid direction and that straight focus of this is the strategy I'm going to use. I'm not going to look at other strategies. I'm not going to take other trades. And of course, that's why it took time is I still had to weed out um, some of the, some of my mentality and psychology definitely had to be adjusted as time went on. Mm -hmm. But I was able to see just how well, within the first couple weeks of backtesting, I really saw that what he was teaching was different from most people. He was very specific about the trades, mm. very technical where XYZ had to line up on three different time frames, several indicators. Like when everything happened, I really learned that trading was more about waiting than it was about the action. Where before, if I woke up early, I had to be in some action. Like, I woke up early for this. You know what I mean? I have to, I have to make some money. Uh, that was one of the biggest, like, these were aspects that I really didn't get from uh, the little YouTube videos and clips that I would watch from mentors. Because they really wouldn't tell you everything. But once I got locked in, it was like, okay, he was able to answer my questions. I had a specific course to focus on. Um and I started to implement the discipline, the patience, the patience to wait for everything to line up. Yeah. And then the discipline that if price got to an area I wanted, but certain things didn't line up, 
Don't there's take no it. trade. That's it. Exactly. That's it. Come on, man. Exactly. <laughs> All right, bro. Yes. I want to pause you for a second because, man, I got so many questions from what you've already said, bro. <laughs> this is amazing, Joseph. Thank you, bro. So, number one, I've been on this rant on the podcast, like, for the last two months of just my journey, right? I started with a mentor, had a similar system to what your partner was mentor, now partner, has basically outlined for you. It involved indicators, all these things. But there were some things that didn't quite align with my life schedule. You know what I mean? That style of trading didn't quite align with my life schedule, right? But the mistake that I made was I went out and started buying a bunch of courses. You know, buying a bunch of courses. And then, like you said, every time you get a new course and you try to throw yourself at it, you got to unlearn the mentality and the philosophy of the last thing you study. And you got to try to come in with that fresh perspective and buy into what you're being taught. Cause it's not just learning a new strategy. You got to learn the psychology around that strategy as well. And so that was like, that went on for almost a year. You know what I mean? Like of me just doing that. And then now when I get back to this, like I just had a full circle moment where I look at my best year of consistent payouts with prop firms, which was in 2022. And then I look at what happened toward the end of 2022, where I started losing some accounts, withdrawal started going down, started like some months toward the end of the year, like not even getting a withdrawal when I was used to getting multiple withdrawals a month from different prop firms. And then when I came into this year, I'm like, something has got to shift. What was I doing in the beginning that I didn't do toward the end? And you know what it was? It was that lack of one thing, that 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 focus. This is one approach. This is one strategy. If it does not, it does not matter if all the higher time frame confluences line up. If I drop down to a lower time frame and the entry criteria is not there, it's no trade. It's it's no trade. Everything else could fall perfect. If the entry criteria is not there, it's no trade. If there's news coming out and in my system I don't trade news releases then it's no trade. You know what I mean? If the entry signal is there and the news is getting ready to come out at the same time, it's no trade. And so it took that frustration seeing money that I, I had finally gotten to this point where I'm really making consistent money doing this. And then that started to dwindle away. And it, it, it took that fall for me to realize you're doing random stuff. You're not sticking to one thing. So like you kind of shared it there, but for you, what did that do in turn? Like, how much better was life when you were finally following one methodology of trading? Can you talk about that? <laughs> yeah, it's so it's so important that like a lot of people are near. And I was definitely the same. I would say like too all you're too focused on the outcome of the next trade instead of the next series of trades. Um, and I definitely liked a lot of Mark Douglas's books and listened to a lot of. Because he touches on that a lot that nobody knows the outcome of the next trade. Your methodology could have a 90% win rate, but you could be over leveraged that one time being like, I win almost every time I could go heavier on this trade. And that'll be the one time it fails and the account blows and you're like, yo, I won the last eight trades in a row. Like this shouldn't have happened or say, you know, it could happen with any, an 80% win rate. You never know which ones are going to be the eight winners. What are going to be the two losers? Um, so being able to start to focus on the bigger picture because I went from scalping 
um, and basically into swing trading. So I was used to being in action and seeing so many things that qualified as a, as a legitimate scalp um, to learning this method of swing trading where biggest things that have to line up are the four hour and the daily. Now, when you're looking at those two to line up, um, occasionally the weekly and the four hour, but the four hour is where I look for the main confluence. I almost need a daily or a weekly confluence to line up as well. And then I'll scale down for my entry and I'll see what lower time frames also line up. Um, but I, I started to working with my mentor, I think helped me a lot because I was able to see that the money that this guy was making, um, not in terms of dollar amount, but this guy's been doing 15 to 18% a month for the last 18 months consistently, like his MyFX book. And he takes one to two trades a week. So seeing that as the living example of the guy who's like, hey, the four hour and daily aren't going to line up every day. You're not going to have it happen very often. But when your four hour daily line up and you're able to scale down and you get an entry signal at that same area where your four hour and daily are colliding, uh, you know, level of market structure with the moving average, a Fib retracement, a trend line, you'll get these things lining up. When they do, it will almost always work out. But the problem is, can you be patient enough to wait for that to see it happen? So that took me a couple months of seeing what happens. Like you said, if I take a trade that, hey, I've been waiting on this a week, I'm going to tell you, know, I've been waiting on this all week. Like it gets there. All right. The RSI, the TDI doesn't look how I wanted it to. But hey, I've been waiting on this all week. You know, the impatience kicks in. So after similar to what you were saying, after getting burned a couple times, you know, seeing that the strategy works so well, but you have to be patient for it. Um, now I'm able to look back and say, you know, it is so much more relaxing that I'm not trying to trade all these different methodologies because what could happen is like I talked about, like you can end up getting the losing sample from both methodologies. If that makes sense, you can end up hitting back to back losses, but you're taking three different, you know, a breakout trade and then a pullback trade. And, and then you end up hitting loss, 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 but each strategy in itself is overall profitable on a 10 20 30 trade basis so it's like you take inconsistent trades you get inconsistent results but when you stick within that strategy and for me back testing was huge because like i said i was doing that for a little bit and a half hour an hour a day for several months that gave me the confidence so that way when a trade would line up i could say i've seen this setup um you know 10 15 times before I think it's really important that because you can only do so much live testing as a swing trader, you know, in a week, you might only see a couple setups in a week. You might see one setup. So I think back testing is huge if you're trading higher time frames, because that's what's going to help you pull the trigger when something does finally line up. It's so crazy, Joseph, how similar like we think, because that is the exact same final result that I came up with that Calvin, when you start jumping from this approach to that approach, you end up catching the losing trades of that particular strategy, you know what I mean? Yep. And because you're jumping from this to that, one day, like let's say for instance, if I'm doing a pullback strategy, one day I see the pullback strategy first, I jump into that one. That's a loser. And then because I jumped into the pullback strategy, I miss, let's say the swinging strategy on another pair, but the swinging strategy ended up going that time. And so when you're jumping between strategies, you're not able to obviously take 
every single setup from that strategy. So you you sometimes fall in that losing, you know, sample size, you know, and that's just that's how probabilities work, you know. And so I totally relate with that a thousand percent. So now you're experiencing this growth, right? You're like, man, I got me a mentor. I got somebody like I see that this is working for me and I'm. I'm here. I'm dedicating myself. It's been six months. I'm in it. I'm starting to see some results. And then your mentor comes to you with this idea. Hey, I'm getting ready to launch a group. I would love to partner with you. Would love to have you be a part of this. Now, I know this all too familiar because I was in that situation when I first started in 2020. um, I started my mentorship with my mentor. And toward the summer of 2020, he saw that I was one of the ones that was going after it, putting in the time. I didn't know everything, but I was my dedication to the skill set and showing him my screenshots of all my trades that I would take. I'm sending him my losers, sending him my winners. But him seeing my dedication, he was like, look, I need some leaders to come out of the group to help me help others. So I was in that same predicament. My question to you is, did you kind of feel like, whoa, hold up. It's only been six months. I don't think that this is the right decision for me. Were you kind of apprehensive about accepting that partnership and what thoughts were going through your head when you were offered that opportunity? Yeah. So how that also happened. So when I was several months into the strategy, once I really felt I was getting the hang of it, I created a free signals group, a free telegram where I was going to post my trade ideas and then my actual signals. I had about three months of data, three months of data with averaging an 85% win rate with an average of a one to two and a half, one to three risk to reward. So relatively, I did really well. And when he came to ask me about working with him, I that was almost like my resume. I was able to say, hey, I've also been starting to call trades the last couple months. Like, here's the results. You know, check out my Telegram, the, check out the trades. So seeing him go over that, I knew that I was doing really well. Um, when I was doing it, on my own with just calling the the signals there was a difference though between my trading and then the signals i was calling and i advise people to do this because for me this was a game it was a game changer to be able to look and say like you know literally almost like shaking myself like bro 86 percent win rate most trades are a, almost a one to three if you just took those trades you would be crushing it but instead why are you taking trades that you would never tell somebody else to take so it really helped me as then him bringing me on is like, okay, this is really like I have to straighten out my personal trading to match um, the what I could be doing. It's almost like I could see the potential and I can compare that to what I'm actually doing. And that's why I tell a lot of people to do that is almost whether you want to make the group public, private, um, just so you have a record of your absolute best trades. If you were going to give your cousin your mother giving them signals what trades would you send them oh because i'm sure most people wouldn't send somebody every trade that they're taking you know that process really helped me see like i was saying that it really helped me see that i could be doing so much better that i was capable of so much better so i really wasn't um too worried in the eye like i knew i had a pretty good grasp of the strategy from the six months of doing it pretty much religiously um, the only thing is I knew I really had to step up my personal trading to match what I was going to be giving other people. And I felt that doing it uh, as a group and with my mentor gave me that accountability. Like, okay, this is where it has to happen. Like no more messing around. 
You have to stick with these trades. You got to show these people that this is how it's done. So it did hold me accountable. And I, I did feel I was ready at that point. Um, and if anything, that really gave me the kick that I needed to straighten out my own trade. What are some key things to look for when looking for a mentor? Obviously, you found a great one. Now you guys are partners. For that new beginner trader that's just fresh into this thing, what are some key things that they can look for when looking to find a great mentor that they can grow with? That's a good question. And I feel people are at a different level, so it's almost hard to give the same answer for somebody who's very new to somebody who's more experienced. Somebody who's more experienced, I think it should be easier for them because they have some skin in the game. They've had some experience trading. For me, these guys on YouTube, I honestly feel that with if you watch a 30-minute or a one-hour video that they have on YouTube um, that talks about trading, you can get the gist of whether this guy knows what he's talking about or not. If you're newer, you might not be able to do that. So for somebody who's newer, I would say that as somebody who's a mentor, they have to be familiar with trading and be able to prove in a set, they have to be able to prove that they are. And that's a very difficult thing to ask uh, because so many things could be faked. So many, I hate to, you know, there's people that own, a lot of people own their own broker. So their statement, uh, their trading account from their broker could obviously be modified. A lot of people are trading demo claiming that it's alive and they make a killing off of their signals and their courses. Um, so there's a lot of misinformation out there. But if they won't give you a taste of what they're teaching for free, I honestly wouldn't really believe them. Like that's one thing that set my mentor is he didn't say, hey, I have a secret. It works really well, but I can't tell you what it is unless you pay me. It was, um, hey, I have a whole free course. You could learn how I trade for free. But if you want to get more personalized um, advice, more personalized guidance, um, being able to trade live, like what we do with Trader Society Academy, like we trade live for three hours, Monday through Thursday. Um, that's one thing that if that a lot of people don't do. Um, but again, if somebody DMs me on Instagram, and it happens all the time, I give loads of advice for free. I go through my DMs. I will help people mark up their charts. I will do all of this stuff for free because that's part of my authenticity of showing that I know what I'm talking about. You know, it's not the, hey, I can't answer you unless you're in my mentorship group. Yeah. So I, I believe as a mentor, you have a degree that, sure, you need to keep some of stuff paid, like there, but you have to draw a line, but you have to be able to show people that you know what you're talking about, that what you're saying is legitimate. You know, I can show somebody and tell them to backtest, tell them to follow, watch the videos to learn the strategy, help them mark up a chart, give them advice about a particular trade, like, to show them whether it lines up, whether it doesn't, show them some MT5 history, show them some prop firm payouts. Like being able to do that, I think is as a mentor, like that should be part of almost like a requirement. 